Shalom. Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Let's start off by asking this question. What are the signs of a true Christian? What are the manifestations of behavior that would constitute that person is of God? Now, we can go through the entire scriptures and study what holiness is, righteousness is, grace is, mercy. We can go on with the attributes of God and say this is what constitutes a born-again believer. But I find that it's not as hard to discern or to split apart what is a born-again believer or a Christian. Now, we could study the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and say that the Christian behavior is manifested due to the Holy Ghost inside the person because the Spirit of God inside us would tell us to walk and talk or behave like Jesus did. God appeared to man in the form of Jesus Christ, who was sinless, who walked in righteousness, who became an example for us, to know how to live according to the word of God so that we walk in obedience. And the thing that Jesus did that was really easy for us is that he walked to please God. He was obedient to the Father even unto death. He was a lover of man, meaning he loved man so much he was willing to A, lay down his entire life, which he did for mankind, B, give everything that he had inside him to serve mankind, and then C, ultimately pay the price of reconciliation to die on the cross so that man can now have a true relationship with God the Father. Maybe it's that simple. Maybe it's still difficult for some people because some people still will ask me as a minister of the gospel, how do you walk like Jesus? And I come up with a simple answer. Are you ready for this one? Walk in faith and faith is obedient to God. Now, that's what I just said here. What is faith? Believe that God exists. Believe that he's a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11, 6, but it's to be obedient to God. When God says, thou shall not kill, you don't kill. When God said, don't, don't steal, you don't steal. When God says, we do. Let me say that again. When God says, we do. I shared before that I was raised in a military family. And it was very clear that when your dad and mom spoke, it's yes, sir, yes, ma'am. And when you did not follow the rules in the house, the consequences was discipline or punishment. And so, therefore, we became, my brothers and I, uh, conformed to following rules. And yes, we were raised in a home of um, uh, a religious framework, uh, Catholicism. But at the same time, we're still taught, here's your chores, you do your chores. This is how you share, this is how you love, this is how you, uh, you know, apply the principles, Judeo-Christian values of your life. 
in school, out of school, with family and with friends. The Ten Commandments was preached to us. Therefore, obey your parents, obey God. Now, if we're designed, I always use the word design because I see that's how we are in our life. Everything is under a design framework. God made us, I know that. But we are designed by nature to follow rules. <laughs> Go back to the garden. <laughs> Adam, I want you to take care of this beautiful place. I want you to name all the animals, take care of everything. All this is yours, but do not, you know, what's the word here? Do not touch that tree over there. Now, why did God give us, through Adam, <laughs> rules? Because God desires obedience <laughs> more than sacrifice. So he wanted to bring a first test, perhaps, to say, if you love me, then show it by following a rule that you can't do. Now, meaning the rules are do this, but don't do that. It's somehow difficult for people when the rule of don't do this, we violate it and we do it. <laughs> Sin nature. I understand that. But when we look at what it is to walk in obedience to the Father, Jesus summed it up very well. In the Gospels, Jesus said, The greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the caveat conjunction, if you will, is love your neighbor as yourself. So the commandment is love. So man has no excuse to say, Well, I can't love that person over there because they hurt me. I can't love that person over there because they're evil. Well, wrong answer. Love your enemies. Love your neighbor. Pray for those who hurt you. Pray for those who persecute you. Jesus died on the cross for humanity. Even to the ones that falsely accused him. Even the ones who betrayed him. Even the ones who were pharisaical or hypocrites. Jesus died for them all. And when he was betrayed, being mocked, being punished, um, having a mock trial, a coup to take him down, if you will, Jesus on the cross says, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So Jesus is the greatest example. Now, in the Gospels, we see Jesus heal the sick. We see Jesus raise the dead. We see Jesus forgive sins. We see Jesus doing so much that shows us that in the spirit of love, it's servants. It's servitude. It's giving service to. We're a servant to all. Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. So love is to serve. The mark of a Christian is to serve people. To be a servant. Wash the feet of his apostles. He said, this is the greatest act right here. Even though it was humiliating, degrading to some, you know, washing somebody's dirty feet, traveling across a dirty road, I understand that may be bad. But Jesus said, oh, I'm going to wash your feet. And you need to do the same thing. Meaning, humble yourself, if you will. You know, lower yourself to serve somebody. That's the greatest act of showing the mark of a Christian. Maybe 
go into the homeless shelters and, and maybe talk and share the gospel of Christ. Maybe bring food on the food line. Do what it means to be a Christian by serving. And don't be hypocritical. In 1 John, we're going to take the scriptures to 1 John. In 1 John chapter 3, it says in verse 2, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Now, what that scripture means to me is this. We're not going to be perfect until the perfect one comes. That's what it says. Dear friends, we are children of God. So therefore, I'm going to do like my father. I'm going to do like my, my Lord and Savior, Jesus. I am going to be a servant. I am going to be a person of love. I'm going to be a person who walks in obedience to please God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And when he appears, we become perfect. John just told us this. So we must walk in love. We must walk in the light. Because this first chapter of the first John is we walk in the light as he's in the light. We have fellowship with God. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from our sins. So if we're walking in the light, we're going to be able to attract people to see Christ. Because we're going to show them love. We're going to serve them. We're going to help them. We're going to be like a person that most people don't see today in our culture anymore. A person who's polite. A person who's loving. A person who's kind. Those individuals show the signs and characteristics of what God is through Christ Jesus. In the same chapter, chapter 3 of 1 John, looking at verse 7. Now I'm going to take time reading this one. Dear, dear children, and he starts off, Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Now stop right there. Don't be confused about doctrinal things. Don't be confused about religious precepts that are out there telling you this is the sign of what makes a person religious. Just because you attend church Sunday doesn't mean you're born again. Now pay attention. This is really simple for me should be simple for everybody. Just because you attend church doesn't mean that you're righteous. What makes you righteous is doing what Jesus did. Because look what John just said. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous. What does right mean? Doing right things. Loving your enemy. Doing good to those who, who, who persecute you or curse you. Watch this. Helping those who are in need. Being obedient to the Father, following the Word of God, those are things of righteousness, if you will. He who does these right things is righteous, just as Jesus, he is righteous. He who does what is sinful, watch this, verse 8, he who does, does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. 
Okay, so let's do the comparison and contrast. A Christian follows the examples of righteousness of what Christ does or did do here on earth. And the word is clear. Love God, love your enemy, love your neighbor. Righteous things, serve one another. Forgive one another as I've forgiven you. This, uh, these are the requirements of showing the world that we are Christian. But when you go to the opposite, the antithesis of what is righteous, which is sinful, then you're doing the things of the devil. So if you're unforgiving, you're unloving, you're rude, you don't think about others but yourself. You don't care if somebody's hungry. You don't care if somebody needs a cloak or needs some clothes. You don't do things that are nice. You are doing the things that are not righteous, but the things that are called evil, sinful, like the devil. So I'll read it one more time. Let's look at this again. First John chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. You ready? Here we go. Dear children, do not let anyone deceive you or lead you astray. So let's start again. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. Don't have somebody tell you what righteousness is if it's not from God, if it's not from the word of God. Just because somebody thinks they're doing a good act doesn't mean it's, it's righteous. Because if, if it shows that it has an impure motive behind it, um, then it's really for your benefit, not for the benefit of others. So therefore, that is going to be the so-called scrutiny test and be able to determine, if you look at it, is that really going to glorify God or is it going to glorify myself? So it says, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. So if you really want to look at what righteousness is, look at what Jesus did. If everything that Jesus did... He fed those who were hungry, 4,000, 5,000 people. He calmed the storm. He healed those who were sick. He washed his apostles' feet. On and on and on it goes. He turned water into wine at a wedding. So let's play this out. He did what God the Father required of him. Serve mankind. Not serve yourself. Verse 8. He who does what is sinful is of the devil. No, no, but the word is, he who does what is sinful is of the devil. Fornication, adultery, lying, stealing, hating. Hating is a form of murder, according to the first book of here of John. Hatred of your brother is called murder. So he violated the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt commit murder. You commit murder by hating somebody with your mouth. Running your mouth and hating and cursing is, is a form of murder. So if you do those things, the Bible says right here, he who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. But the good news is this. Here's the good news out of this. What is righteous is more powerful than what is sinful. When you love, love overcomes sin. Meaning, if somebody's sinning, love covers a multitude of sins. It overcomes sin. Just look at it this way. If you love somebody who sinned against you, well, that's humbling. But Jesus Christ came and destroyed the works of Satan. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Now watch this. Verse 9. No one who is born of God will continue to sin. 
because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. Now what this is, <laughs> this is just splitting it down the middle. You do righteous things because Jesus is righteous. He's our example. You do evil things, you're of the devil. The Bible just said this. So how do you do righteous things? You become a born-again believer, according to the Gospel of John 3.16. According to Romans 10. It says, just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, that Jesus Christ is Lord and died, died on the cross for your sins and rose again. You're saved. Okay. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess that you are sinful and that the atoning work on the cross that, <laughs> that Christ did for us, shed his blood for us, you accept that sacrifice because you could have been on the cross. You have become now a child of God. Let's read it again. We're going to start from the beginning, verse 7, and read through the rest of this, chap, uh, this section here. So 1 John 3, starting in verse 7. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. This is how we know who is or who the children of God are and who are the children of the devil are. Anyone, here's the answer, anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. Let that sink in for a second. If you are born of God, born again, you will love the Lord your God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're not born of God, you're not doing righteous things, you're doing the things that are sinful, contrary to the word of God, that means you are doing the things that are consistent with the devil. Because the devil has been sinning since the beginning. So here's the synthesis of this section here of 1 John chapter 3. When you're born of God, you don't keep on sinning. Meaning, you're not in habitual lifestyle because the dead, the dead sinful nature has been crucified on the cross with Christ. You, you know, your sin nature has been changed, if you will. The old man has been put to death. God's seed is in you. Therefore, because God's seed is in you, the Holy Ghost is in you, you will not have a lifestyle of sin. If you're truly a born-again, regenerated, Holy Ghost-filled person, transformed by God to walk in love and righteousness. But if you're not a born-again believer, then you will do the things that are sinful according to the devil. 
Because when God's seed is in you, it will say, don't do it. Don't do that. <laughs> walk in love. Walk in righteousness. So let's look at nine, verse 9 one more time. No one who is born of God will continue to sin. Because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been, what? Born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and the children of the devil are. Remember I asked in the beginning, how do you know who's a Christian and who is not a Christian? What are the characteristics of somebody who's a Christian versus the ones who are not Christians? Here is the answer. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. There's your answer. You don't do what's right, which is righteousness, obeying God like Jesus, and love your brother is not, I repeat, is not a child of God. We will follow up on this section next week. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us the separations of powers, if you will, from light and darkness to show what is of God and which is of the devil. And it is very clear, my Lord, anyone who does what is right is of God. And anyone who does not do what is right, who does what is sinful, is of the devil. Teach us to walk in obedience to serve you so we can show that we are children of light, children of God, because we love one another. A child of God, because God is love, will love his neighbor. He will love his enemy. He will love his brother. This is my prayer, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to another session with Sharing the Word. Join me again as we examine and open up the Bible on topics that affect the believer. <laughs>